Introducing Blackened Cigars, M81 by Drew Estate. A dark, bold, and unapologetic cigar collaboration. My job is all about taste. So when James mentioned he wanted to create an exclusive cigar, I was stoked. Like Metallica, Drew Estate has some of the most hardcore fans out there. I've known Rob Dietrich for years. And when he approached me to collaborate on this, we couldn't be more excited. I mean Metallica, Black and & Whiskey, and Drew Estate, what could be a better passion project? We all came up with the vision of what a blackened M81 cigar would look and taste like. M81 Metallica formed in 1981, as you can see right here, just so I don't forget. <laughs> and now you won't forget because it's on this. We needed to craft a cigar unlike anything in our portfolio. One that would take cigar fans on the deepest, darkest, heaviest journey into the mystical world of Maduro. Full-bodied with notes of espresso, leather, and dark chocolate. A wrapper, a binder, a filler that is all Maduro, and they are all grown in separate places. You talk about a heavy leaf cigar. This is beyond passion. This shit is straight amplification. Blackened Cigar M81 by Drew Estate is bold, rich, and powerful enough to satisfy the most experienced cigar connoisseur, but also balanced that new cigar lovers can enjoy its tantalizing smoking experience as well. Blackened Cigars M81 by Drew Estate. Flavor Odyssey is brought to you by Drew Estate, the rebirth of cigars, and Smokin' Cigars, voted number one in selection and customer service. A Flavor Odyssey. And now from Cigar Dojo Studio Lot B, your hosts, Robbie Raz and Randy Griggs. Griggs! And the Odyssey continues. What's up, Dojo Nation? Welcome to another episode of Flavor Odyssey. I'm your host, Robbie Raz. There's our co-host. Pointing to you, Randy. Randy Griggs coming to you live from Lot B and Randy Crystal Lake Studios. We are glowing this time of year in Crystal Lake Studios. Heads are rolling. Uh, babysitters are screaming. There's knives. There's hatchets. There's blood everywhere. It's uh, it's the most wonderful time of year, my friend. How are I, you? I have no idea what the hell is going on right now or why you said <laughs> any of those things. I'm, I'm, I'm afraid for... I, I, I actually would like to actually see concerned Dana about you. At, at least put her <laughs> hand on the screen and just let everyone know that she's okay. Like Everything you just said makes me very concerned about what's going on in she's, your household. She's fine. She's fine. <laughs> Our, we're, we're, doing, we're doing well. Uh, she's, she might be a little um, uh, mentally scarred from... Uh, some of the movies we've been working through this uh, October. Oh, it was a little... Halloween. Is it still October? Is that a thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You still. really, you really do make this a whole like season. Oh, it's, un, it's un, like holiday it's, season. Uh, un, unlike itself, any right? other. It's un, unlike any other. It's it starts in September because that's my birthday month. Yeah, and then it rolls into October, which is the most wonderful time of year. And then we roll into. I know. I don't know if I've ever known anyone in my life that like celebrated horror movies more than you. <laughs> that's I. I'm. I'm. That's good because I've only met one other person, and uh, I had to kill him because oh, I don't. Oh, uh, I don't. I don't like competition. Um, spit my cigar out. <laughs> <laughs> the timing was good. The timing was good. Of course, I do not condone, nor does the uh, 
the Cigar Dojo uh, condone murder of any kind, uh, we are... Uh, <laughs> I, I expect you to say violence. You, you were just like, violence is okay, but murder, that's going too far. <laughs> yeah, so, sometimes you got to slap somebody, you know? Like, I, I know you've wanted to slap me before. I've wanted to slap you. It's a thing. We didn't really act on our impulses, Randy. That's, oh cha- that's what separates us from the animals. Oh, and that's that's like what that. makes us... I like that. Yeah. that. Hey, look it. And, and you, that's you, it. This is what you tune in for, is those bring, little bring, nuggets and yeah. life lessons for, spoken by Robbie Raz. I tell you, I I like to do what I can do when I can do it. Uh, Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We are in the final segment, Randy. Season six. Can you believe that they've let us do this for six seasons? I I was thinking the same thing as I was writing the read. I was like, can you believe they let us do this for six seasons? Literally verbatim, but I thought it's unbelievable. (laughs) And we are getting into we're sticking with uh, with trends. These are I guess these are considered cocktail trends because these are. They start off as cocktails. They're kind of cocktails, but you don't really have to do any of the work. I don't know. Maybe they taste good. Maybe they don't. We're going to find out. This one, as far as I know, does not have cucumber in it, but uh, we will uh, hopefully address that a little bit later. Uh, I want to throw it back to uh, the boys in Colorado. What's uh, How's everything going out there, boys? We are hanging out, uh, getting ready for this segment. I do like that this is a very easy segment to prepare mm-hmm. for, so mm-hmm. uh, I don't know how it's going to go, but uh, boom, we got it. We we got that, and uh, just so everybody knows, not only do are we do, I'm gonna start with the RTD, but then uh, later in the show, I'm gonna make a, a legit uh, version of it with some McKenna and some Coke, and see how that compares. <clears throat> so uh, that'll be a fun experiment. Do you guys have other things too, or are you just going strict RTD? Well, I'm sure Randy has uh, five or six drinks over there. Um, I follow the rules and have one drink. Okay. That's, uh, that's pretty much what I do. And I can tell you the outcome of your experiment hmm. already. I mean, this is, uh, I'm, okay. I'm, I think we know how that one's going to turn out, but I'm excited to hear about it. <laughs> uh, it's a little bit of a, a little bit of a, a travesty that you're putting Coke in that McKenna, but I know, uh, we can, right? uh, we, can uh, we can address that later. Um, you know, I, I love that you did that though. I, I almost did the same thing. I was, I was thinking about getting some Jack and Coke and like trying to compare them. But, uh, as we'll get into, they're really not comparable. What's in this can versus, uh, making a Jack and Coke at home. So we'll, t- we'll talk a little bit about that, but yeah, I, I actually support and love what, what you've done there, Eric. So we'll so see good for you. We'll see. Could be a disaster. <laughs> uh, we don't know. I think it's going to be very tasty. Uh, Before we get too far into it, everybody go ahead. If you're watching live on Facebook, hit that share button. Share the show for us. We appreciate that. You're watching live on the YouTubes. uh, Subscribe. Hit the little bell, whatever that does. Give us a thumbs up. Uh, You're listening on podcasts. We appreciate you as well. Uh, Give us a five-star review. Leave a comment. uh, if, uh, If you're allowed to do so, that really helps people find the show. It gets us in the algorithm, Randy. How do you feel about algorithms these days? Man. You know, I, I I like them in some instances. It's just like AI or a robot. Like, like then they start pissing me off, like like Alexa. You know, sometimes I like the convenience of being able to just like, shout out to the anonymous person in the box in the corner of the kitchen and and, and ask for you know a, a conversion or something like that. And then other times, like I ask her a question that I'm really like interested in the answer. And I'm hoping she'll do the like dirty work of like searching that through the interwebs for me. And then mm. she comes all cocky with like wrong information she's lippy she doesn't take direction very well and so i get frustrated so it's kind of how i feel about algorithms uh you, you know i like them until i disagree with them and then i i want them eradicated from the face of the earth yeah i hear that it's, you know I'm, I'm, I'm on board with the down, down with the algorithms 
let's uh, let's let's get back to basics here, people. So uh, uh, Josh Riva says the RTD Jack and Coke has no caffeine in the states. I just looked at mine and it does not have caffeine. Caffeine. You know, good eye, Josh. I, that was definitely something that caught my eye as, as I as I picked this up as well. But in the states, does that mean that he's uh, traveled abroad, found this abroad? package, and and yeah, uh, and found a caffeinated version, Mexican Coke version? Yeah, where there's cocaine and caffeine. In it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, because if that's the thing, Josh, let, let me know what the it. source. All kinds of stuff in that one. Well, before we get it. too before we get too far ahead of ourselves, uh, today we're kicking off uh, the RTD segment. RTD stands for um, it's not STD. It's not the same thing. I mean, they're right they're right next to each other. S and R, but these are very, very different. Uh, RTD, ready Just to drink. Just as easy to get. <laughs> <Just> <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely Damn. nailed it. Well, well, well done, done. Eric. Thank you. Well, well done. done. Uh, we teed that one up nice and high for you, and you <laughs> crushed it. Um, we are going with the, uh, the Jack Daniels and Coca-Cola, a Tennessee whiskey uh, mixed with Coca-Cola. Um, this is, it's interesting. I, I'm, I'm, confident that there's no actual jack daniels in here because uh, randy as you can see i'm gonna zoom in onto this one little part on the can here Whoop, mm -hmm. let's turn it that way yeah that's i mean if it was if it had actual jack daniels it'd be more than seven percent abv depends on the ratio ah. bro yeah i mean that's a that's a whole lot of coke in there compared to the amount of uh of jack that you're gonna get but that's what yeah. we're starting with uh, we're going to go down the road uh, of RTDs and explore some different ones, some that I think come in, Randy, at a higher ABV that we'll talk about you know, as we move forward. Uh, we might get a little bit more sophisticated as we go, uh, but we thought we'd start with some basics. Uh, big name, Jack Daniels, uh, Coca-Cola. These are two big companies uh, to join together to come up with something like this, so that really kind of shows that, uh, that these um, RTDs, I think, are here to stay. But, uh, Randy, let's, uh, this was your idea. You pushed pretty hard for this. Uh, to be the, the topic of this segment. So uh, let her rip. All right. Well, um, let's go around the horn and talk about our pairings. And so, You know, it's funny. As I was going to uh, compliment you, you're, after six seasons, you've gotten really good at the whole, like, press the little bell button. Right. Oh, that's the first time I've done that and, in, like, four weeks, man. Yeah, yeah. You, <laughs> kill, you killed that segment, and then you completely forgot to announce what we're uh, pairing tonight before we get into well, what, I, you what know, sometimes. <laughs> see, here's, here's how it goes. Here's how it goes mm. in my head. We're going to pull Please back the explain. curtain just a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah. Explain what you goes know, on in your head. Sometimes. Say, buckle in, everybody. It's yeah. about to get real weird. <laughs> grab a Snickers, put on your seatbelt. It's gonna get. It's gonna get strange. Um, sometimes I think let's let's talk about the drink. You know, let's talk about the drink first. Sometimes I think let's just talk about the whole thing, and it kind of rotates. Sometimes we just talk about the cigar. Dana, can you come like just wave into the camera and let everybody know that you're. Yeah, yeah, she's here. Right. She's, she's, uh, or some, she's, there's a hand. That's, yeah, that's yeah. creepy that you just waved a hand in front of you. I, I, maybe it was just me really doing this. Just this dismembered yeah. hand that you're just waving in front of the camera. He like reaches down and pulls up this arm. Was that ice I saw on the fingertips? You definitely had that in the freezer, didn't you? Uh, okay, so yes, Dana right. is alive and well. But yeah, good, it, honestly, good. I it, sometimes it, it, I do a little bit of both. Sometimes I just do one. This time I decided let's talk about the drink first uh, for no real reason. But we can talk about our pairings and I'll get okay. started. Randy, since you've decided that this is what we have to do and screwed up the whole flow of the show, fine. We'll put the brakes on and let's talk about the cigars that we're smoking. 
<laughs> you hate me so much. I love it. Uh, I am. I am smoking. I see. Okay, so I've never had. I've never had this. Uh, this particular RTD. I haven't had many RTDs. Um, I've only had like some cut water stuff um, and maybe a couple of other things, but not much. And so I'm assuming this is going to be on the sweeter side. So I wanted to go on the opposite end of the spectrum with the cigar and went with the red meat lovers. Um, and I don't know which size this is. Uh, it's like the the Toro size, whatever the hell that that one's called. Uh, this is the it's a ribeye that I'm smoking with a six by fifty two, and this started as everybody knows as a mic, part of the micro blend series at uh, Randy uh, a, a cigar shop that you might know a little bit about. Smoke in, you know, good friends at Smoke in. Yeah. That's uh, that's where this uh, cigar was originally. Now it's like this big national release. Everybody loves it. It's all over the place. Boop, but a boop, and it has become you know the greatest thing since uh, since sliced bread. Very good cigar, spicy, earthy. I wanted to combat some of the sweetness in this Jack and Coke. Randy, what are you smoking? Uh, I went ahead and went with the Liga Privada number nine from our friends at Drew Estate Cigars. Uh, you know, I wanted to get something from the mystical world of Maduro. Uh, and this is, you know, the one that started it, it all, really. And so I, I, I really thought um, I've never actually had the Jack and Coke RTD myself, uh, but I'm, I'm with you. I, I did expect some sweetness uh, just from Coca-Cola. I don't drink a lot of Coca-Cola or any type of cola for that matter. Uh, but I, I, I imagine that the uh, kind of the, the earthiness and kind of the same concept that you went i wanted to go something something a little little on the other end of the spectrum to kind of keep me balanced without going uh over the top so uh league provada number nine sweet boys what are you uh smoking in the dugout all right uh we'll go around the horn real quick here i am smoking the new uh crux epicure habano um as you guys all know the crux has the Epicure series, they did a Connecticut, they did a Maduro, and now this year they have the Habano, which I grabbed because I sort of feel like it has some sort of almost cola quality to it a little bit. It's a really good cigar. Uh, we've been smoking a ton of these in the studio. I think it might be the best of the Epicures. Um, so anyways, we'll see how it goes. Uh, Jordan, what do you got? Uh, I've got the Tatuaje Wolf from the monster mash pack uh nice it's got a dark ecuadorian sumatra wrapper nicaraguan binder filler uh it's kind of going for sometimes when these darker ecuadorian sumatras especially from peak can have kind of a syrupy quality to it thought that might go well with the with the syrupy qualities of the drink uh let's go real quick scotty what do you got uh i'm also delving into the monster mash and i'm having the jason so dark nice. chocolatey a little bit of leather so and yeah we'll see how it goes connor I am smoking the Tatuaje Monster Mash Dracula. Wow, it's a bunch of uh, Don't say the monster, full word, man. monster mashes. Maddie, what do I'm you got tonight? Uh, I am smoking that Goldie number five you gave me. Oh, I wasn't yeah. going to put it down. Oh, yeah, that's a good good choice. So, so there you go, boys. That's what we got in the studio. All right. Uh, anybody else feel like Matt's wasting a really good cigar on this pairing? <laughs> he, he started it like an hour ago. <laughs> he, he, he wasted a bunch of draft picks on, on bad Bills players. What's going to stop him from making bad decisions now? Wow. Okay. So, uh, He's so mean to Matt. Come on. <laughs> Uh, all right, very good. So, uh, so talking RTDs, we're, we're we're getting started with this segment. So, I'm going to do a little bit of a primer, talk a little bit about the segment and and where we're going to go with it. We are going to announce tonight 
the other three pairings that we'll be doing to complete the uh, the segment. And as uh, Rob inferred, we, we will be going through some twists and turns. We wanted to start uh, very, very basic as you guys had uh, the least amount of time to get prepared for this show than you will for any of the others. And this is one that we felt was going to be um, very readily available uh, wherever you are. So, uh, uh, ready to drink, as Robbie pointed out, it stands for, for uh, RTD, stands for ready to drink. It's a term that uh, has, has existed outside of the alcohol space for uh, quite some time. Anytime you pick up a Starbucks mocha uh, coffee drink, that is a ready to drink espresso drink, is, is how they reference it in, uh, in the non-alcoholic space. And so uh, we actually introduced RTDs here on Flavor Odyssey uh, a few seasons ago when we were doing um, uh, mixed cocktails. We, we had touched on the Kirkland uh, margarita mix. Something about and, a cucumber. Uh, uh, there, was, there, there was a cucumber, cucumber incident. But we've also done some other great ones by Cutwater. Um, we did the Mai Tai from them, which we all mm-hmm. uh, agree is very good. Uh, everyone on this team uh, has, has raved about the Lime Margarita, which uh, was originally their very best seller. Uh, so Cutwater was, um, was a project started by the uh, founders of Ballast Point uh, Brewery. And when they sold Ballast Point, they spun that uh, investment off into uh, creating Cutwater. Uh, they've since sold Cutwater to Anheuser-Busch InBev, but uh, but Cutwater was really that first uh, big one that uh, came on the scene. They were already creating um, several uh, spirits in their distillery and they, and won some awards with those spirits and then started using those same spirits in the Cutwater mixes. Now, uh, now that the brand is under the ownership of Anheuser-Busch InBev, I can make no uh, guarantees that the same quality of uh, spirits that were originally used are, are still there. But um, that's what put it on the radar for me. That was one of the very, very first uh, and original, uh, widely distributed, uh, ready-to-drink um, canned cocktail brand, and and I, I apologize, you know, working in the industry, we call it RTDs. Uh, consumers will often uh, just refer to these as canned cocktails or, or, or pre-made cocktails in a can. Now, Randy, but, just uh, sorry, to, mm-hmm. I don't want to yeah. interrupt you, but some some people might be thinking, just like myself, like there's been pre-made cocktails in cans for like a long, long, long time, but these recent ones, they're supposed to be a little bit more quality right like isn't that what's the 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 is going on recently in the in the industry like no i'm, I'm super glad you brought that up because i i almost forgot to uh to mention the the classic club uh cocktails hmm. uh, uh from from i know in my yeah. use you'd, you'd see them the in little like cans the, yeah yeah these little eight ounce cans you had sex on the beach and you, you had you had all, all these like like cool names fuzzy they, navel or something the fuzzy like that. navel that was definitely one of, yeah, there was 30 of them i, I there, there was this crazy selection the whole thing fit into one little like rack looked like a spice cabinet uh, in the liquor store on the corner when we were kids. Uh, and they were extremely sweet. Um, they were using uh, a variety of different malt base and sugar base uh, for the alcohol. And so, yes, that's a, that's a great point, Eric. It is a completely different animal, horse of another color. Uh, again, Cutwater was using legitimized spirits that had won uh, medals. They were using their their um, their Cutwater rum, uh, which w- had done very well uh, in, in the Mai Tai. And they had won awards in Mexico with their tequila, and they used that as that base spirit. Rather than that classic, just like use a bunch of sugar, ferment it to get the alcohol up, uh, and then load it full of sugar and flavorings. Uh, so they were, they were very, very... Um, 
sweet and uh, they, they weren't a, cra- a flavor connoisseurs type of beverage. It was, you know, bum juice. I'll just call it what it, what it is. Uh, you know, it, it, it was... <laughs> It was it was it was a way if you were you know cold sleeping out behind the liquor store you'd run in you know for with a pocket full of change and you'd be able to you know warm up and get your buzz on. Uh, so oh, so um, so Cutwater ushered in a new world of uh, of putting higher end uh, quality pro- um, base uh, ingredients in, into the cocktail. Um, and then, and then uh, you know, and then carbonating them as well. You know, those club drinks uh, weren't carbonated. Uh, they were they were still and again like viscously sweet. They're awful. So um, moving forward, so Cutwater kind of broke it open, and then one brand absolutely changed the game. And you know, right all about the same time. So we're talking about like 2017. These started coming in into market, and uh, right then is when we saw the boom of seltzer really beginning. And so a brand called High Noon enters the space and becomes the number one nationally. Um, they have had seven of the top 10 SKUs in the space uh, for, for quite some time. But, uh, and so really what you were doing though, when you were drinking high noon and I'm sure a lot of the audiences had a high noon before, in my opinion, that that's really a trade, uh, a trade out going from seltzer to high noon. Um, really the only difference, I mean, you're talking about high noons are four and a half percent alcohol. So very, very low ABV. They're very, very, uh, you know, low in flavor, low in sugar. They, they fit the seltzer model a lot better. They fit that better for you category where you have, you know, very low carbs, no sugar, uh, low calories. And, uh, and so you could stay in that like better for you space with a little bit fl- better flavor profile as they did switch out because seltzer is based on uh, fermented sugar alcohol base. The high noons are using a vodka base. And so you're getting a little bit of a cleaner, more of a clean flavor. You don't have that aftertaste of, uh, of artificial sugar, which you find in a lot of uh, seltzers in general as they use stevia and, and, and various other um, artificial sugars which just leaves a, a kind of a nasty finish in my opinion uh, that, that high noon was able to get away from by using vodka as their alcohol base <clears throat> moving forward. So, uh, so what the trend we're covering tonight with Jack and Coke is now, you know, I'm, I'm mentioning these brands, Cutwater and high noon that were brand new brands that no one had ever heard of. And so it was a, it was a budding new segment. So the, the, the trend that we're covering is we've now seen this, this, segment grow so large in alcohol beverage consumption that the largest brands in America are, are getting into to the space. And so now you have Seagram's, you have Tangeray, you have Jack Daniels, you have uh, um, uh, Crown Royal, you have the, those, those really well-known global uh, iconic uh, alcohol brands now developing their own lines. Uh, I've seen some comments, you know, a lot of people doubt highly that, you know, there's Jack or Coke in, in, in this can. Um, but obviously Jack Daniels, you know, they have a variety of different products. Um, though I will say they actually brand this, you know, old number seven is yeah. the Jack Daniels that, that we all know. Jack Daniels is part of a, a, a whiskey distillery family that has a ton of different uh, releases. Some of them very, very good. Um, Eric and Jordan could comment more on, I, I always forget which branches are which, but uh, isn't this Buffalo Trace? Uh, no. Is it? <clears throat> no, it's not that family. This what, is part what, of the what are Foreman, the... Brown Foreman. Brown, so Brown like Foreman. Old, yeah. Old Forester. And, Old Forester. But, uh, different okay. distilleries, but they're still same company. Part of the, that family. The Jack, yeah, yeah. the Jack Daniels 10 is very good. And some of the other releases oh, yeah. that they're coming oh, out right. with 
I, I just picked up a bottle of their um, the bonded rye. Twenty five dollars for a bottle. It's really good. It really stinking good. Makes good Their stack. single barrel yeah. stuff. Yeah. Single super barrel, good. Single, yeah, right. single barrel. Even just not even the barrel proof. Just a single barrel. Yeah. For you know thirty bucks or whatever. Good stuff. It's no. it's surprisingly good. So yes, to, to just to your point, Randy, there is some good stuff coming out of Jack right. Daniels. Right. Move on. So so but but the, the branded this old number seven. Like I, I I'm hard pressed to not believe that they didn't use that specific uh, product in here, and then they partnered with Coca Cola again, legitimizing the segment and just kind of illustrating this is one of the fastest growing alcohol beverage segments in America today. Uh, and so you see more and more brands getting into the space. It's becoming very congested. You're going to see lots of stuff. Um, you know, especially as we get into 2024, you're going to see um, a, a major expansion. If this was hard for you to find, it won't be in a year. Uh, you know, if you go into a store and you f- see four feet of RTDs, next year you're going to see eight feet of RTDs. Like this is a, yeah. a quickly expanding uh, segment, and and again, it's it's somewhat legitimized by the, these larger brands getting in, and and uh, you know, so many people that aren't familiar that don't track alcohol uh, trends the way I do for, for a living, um, you, you know, walk past that section. They don't recognize what a cut water is. They don't know what some of these brands are and they walk right past it and they uh, go and figure out how to make it themselves. So I think it's, it, it is something to re- really note that, um, that this is a, a, an up and coming uh, segment. And so uh, it's exciting. I'd say, you know, one thing I will give this product uh, credit for is at that 7%. Well, well, Robbie, you know, you pointed out that, that, you know, in our minds, when we talk about cocktails, 7% is quite low. But again, when I tell you that the number one selling RTD in America today is 4.5%, I, I like to say that anything 7.5 to 9.5 is is about what I believe the sweet spot. If, if you're going to tell me that this should be experienced like a cocktail experience, I, I expect to be probably 9 plus. Um, right. You know, again, going back to, to Cutwater, which I was a big fan of when it came out, they had um, their, their, their premium stuff. They, they had the, uh, the Mai Tai and, and the Margarita were at 12.5%. And then they had their, their vodka soda line, which had a, a variety of different flavors. And those operated, I think, at the 7% uh, uh, ABV. But you'll see a, a whole wide range. And again, later on in the show, we'll, we'll talk about uh, the upcoming shows. and We'll talk about some of the higher ABV ones and some of the other uh, trends that we're going to be covering. But uh, just sticking with this. So this is something that I, that I feel is like built to be very mainstream. So, you know, the flavors I don't expect to be, you know, highly complex and, and really give you much um, but you got to think about why ready to drink is so popular. You know, you look at convenience, uh, you it's know, the, the first seven- thing that Eric, sorry, I was waiting yeah. for you to say yeah. that. Cause that was the first thing that Eric said, Absolutely. I think he said it on the show or maybe before the show was, and I was thinking the same thing. Like I, before the show, I have to set up my whole studio. I tear it down after every show. I set it up before every other one. So it's a lot of work for me to do before the show. And that's why Dana is usually making my cocktails <clears throat> and brings them out, you know, as the show goes, cause she's awesome and super helpful. Um, but today, like, I, I got ready, and then I had, like, a half an hour just to kick it before the show. Like, I had nothing to do because all I had to do to make the cocktail was pop the can. So the convenience factor is is, is really, really huge uh, with these. And I'm, honestly, I'm a little bit surprised with the way that it tastes, but we can get into that in a minute. Uh, I no. didn't mean to stifle you there, Randy, but, yeah, no, convenience is, is huge. It, it is. And we see more and more of our consumer behaviors uh, really trending this way. The convenience uh, uh, 
retail channel is a growth one too and i'll, I'll try not to use too many like uh, industry uh, jargon and terminology here but when you think about the circle k's the ampms the 7-elevens of the world we, we've seen uh, a, a big shift as more and more people are just running in and grabbing something uh there's there's communities in in the united states and and, and that actually think of these stores as like where they supplement their grocery spends, uh, you, you know, from week to week. And, and as we see those stores continue to get bigger and bigger, I mean, hell, uh, Jordan and I were talking, Jordan at one point had a, a idea for a, a cookbook, uh, making, uh, food ingredients with nothing or food recipes with nothing but seven 11, uh, found ingredients, right? Seven Eleven. Wasn't I, I that, don't know, but I, I love the idea. It, yeah, wasn't that a conversation we had one time that we should do a cookbook of like all these stuff that you can get at a Seven Eleven? That sounds awesome. <laughs> Way to go, me! <laughs> I, I swear there was a conversation we've had. Uh, but 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 you do find more and more and more things. You know, when we were kids, it was literally just like chips and and crackers that you found at the at the gas station now you go in there you get a loaf of bread and a gallon of milk and mm -hmm. uh and and, and yeah. some juice and uh, like, like they're 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 much more uh, uh you know kind of trying to be this like mini quick grab and go uh everywhere from from the like gas station snacks all the way to like basic basic grocery needs um and so you just as as life goes, as America goes, you know, we get faster and faster. We, we, we lean on convenience more and more. And so uh, to have, uh, you know, when when you're thinking about this, you're thinking about what you're comparing it to, like what else would I be drinking in this occasion or scenario? You're looking at a flavored malt beverage. You're looking at a beer. You're looking at a seltzer. Oh, or I can grab a Jack and Coke. And so, you know, without any preparation, without any multiple uh, ingredients, you can have that kind of general uh, experience that you would, you would expect from a cocktail. And, uh, you know, I always tell people, you know, for, for me, uh, I, I drink RTDs primarily when I'm golfing uh, because I, 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 you know, I don't like drinking IPAs out of a can. And I, I, I want like a, a, a good alcohol, you know, experience when, I, when I'm out on the golf course, but I can't exactly, you know, carry a couple different bottles in my bag and be mixing on my cart or anything like that. Uh, and sometimes the cart girl doesn't come around for a hole after hole. Like, it's crazy how, how like she's there two holes in a row, but then you don't see her for five more holes. It's crazy. Uh, in any of it. Um, so so I, I, I do want to point out that like, and at 7%, you can absolutely crack this open and, um, and just drink this straight out of the can. Uh, we're all drinking it over ice tonight because we're all sitting here in our studios. But but at seven percent, this is perfectly suitable for you to crack open and and drink out of the can. You know, even those margaritas, I'll be honest, can be a little much drinking that straight at twelve and a half percent out of the, out of the can. But that's about the limit where before you have to water something down or ice it at least. Um, and so that that's the general sense of it. It's something you can literally just crack open a can of it and enjoy a little bit of a higher, uh, you know, experience than you would drinking a pale ale. Uh, you know, if you're looking for more for that cocktail uh, kind of vibe and, and flavor profile. So, Randy, when um, when me and April were just recently in Key West, this is a perfect example. Um, I was I just of course I I grabbed a bottle of bourbon from the liquor store, you know. But April wanted something. As you do. As you do. April wanted something <laughs> to drink. And so, the, you know, the choice is, you know, she likes a pina colada. So do we buy some rum and some mix and some other stuff? No, I just grabbed the uh, the uh, Cutwater pina colada. And I got to tell you, 
that's it's pretty stinking good like the cut water yeah. pina colada like you put yeah. that over ice and yeah. it's probably better than what we could have mixed ourselves it was actually really good no that's to your it, point that's a, yeah that's a perfect example of, of like i i genuinely no matter what people think and no matter you know and there's no one bougier and more highbrow about their cocktail experience than robbie raz and i, I think even robbie raz can can acknowledge that like sometimes you just can't you're not in, you're, you know, on the road, you're on a trip. There's a perfect example that Eric j just gave of just like, I don't have a bar at home and I don't need full <laughs> bottles of all this stuff. We're only going to be here two nights. Right, right, uh, right. You know, like that, that is a very reasonable option at that point. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes you just, you just don't have any respect for yourself and you want to get drunk. <laughs> so you just throw a bunch of these back. Yes, yes. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Amazing. Oh, Amazing. Fantastic. <laughs> Uh, so right. I, I, we'll, we'll touch on the drink a little bit here. I'm, I'm a little bit, I, I hate to say it, almost impressed with how much this tastes. I know let's be, I'm going to dial this back. I have not had a Jack and Coke in a very long time, <clears throat> like a very, very long time. Um, I think, uh, the, that one skip came out here one time, like five or six years ago. Randy and we all went. We were and he's a big rum uh, or big uh, rum. Is he Jack yeah. and Coke. A no, rum it was rum. That's probably, yeah, it, it that's was, probably the. Closest. We were drinking Florida Kanye twelve and, and Coke. Yeah, but and yeah, Coke. close enough. That's that's probably <laughs> the closest I've been. Um, yeah. It is very sweet. Uh, and now I've I, I've I've had enough to get an idea of the flavor profile. And um, Dana was nice enough to bring out some limes. I did squeeze a lime in there. I, mean, I was about uh, to say, but we did limes with the with the yeah, Florida Conyers. Because because yeah, yeah. I do if I, I do I would always put a lime in there to brighten it up. Uh, so I just put that in there. I haven't tasted it yet. But I, I'm, you know, for for what this is and what they're trying to uh, to achieve and who they're marketing this to, they're not marketing it to me. Um, they're you know they're they're more marketing it to Jordan than to me. I think. Um, but <laughs> that was <Yeah>. racist. <laughs> <laughs> was it though? A little bit. A little bit. It's ageist, maybe. Um, it set the standards. It's not standards. His standards are higher than mine when it comes to cocktails. Although I do love it when Jordan's on a trip and he he sends me a uh, he takes a snaps a photo of the cocktail menu. To, to be like, yeah, to Rob, you'd like you'd dig this place. And I was <laughs> yeah. I I, I want to go wherever that place was. All the Negronis yeah. and the spritzes. Like That's I'm all in heaven. It's just Negronis <laughs> and spritzes. Just, yeah, it's just all you need. That's really all you need. Um but the flavor in here is actually pretty good. It's yeah. sweet. Um and yeah. I, I expected that. But it's you do have that it does give you that feel of right. cheap whiskey under uh a synthetic coke is kind of what it tastes like well it, i think it, it tastes... robbie what one point your good point you're making here is like have you ever had colas other than coke and pepsi and sometimes just the cola itself is off-putting oh yeah so yeah, it's yeah. it's nice having actual you know coca-cola yeah. in this drink i think that oh, is yeah. a big plus totally and i'll tell you what the lime is a game changer boys it's Ooh, yeah. you you throw you throw a little lime oh, in there I and all of a sudden mess around I, that's why I said I, by the book. That's why I that's why I backtracked and said I tasted it enough to get an idea of the flavor profile. But throw I a lime in there, it. and then I changed it. And then I, I made up this rule, and then I decided I get to break it because I made it up. So it's you, you know can't. you making up rules on the fly kind of reminds me of something actually. Yeah, it does.
Mojo Nation, here we go! The last segment of Season 6 is upon us! Can you believe it? Six seasons on this journey as Robbie Raz and I bring you yet another trend on your favorite cigar pairing show, Flavor Odyssey! We finish the season with yet another deep dive into the trends of flavor of ready-to-drink cocktails! These mixed-up, buzzworthy cocktails make it even easier than ever to enjoy a premium cocktail experience whether you're short on time and ingredients or on the go. My favorite time to imbibe these beauties is on the golf course. And just think, without the support of our amazing sponsors, we would never get to travel on this journey of flavor with you. Starting with none other than the one and only Drew Estate Cigars. Have you found yourself drifting into the mystical world of Maduro yet? You absolutely must try this new blackened M81 and see what all the buzz is about. Brought to you by the collaboration between John Drew, Rob Dietrich, and James Hetfield, it is truly like no other cigar you have smoked before. And where else would I recommend that you buy these fantastic new cigars? Then smoke in! Smoke In sponsors every cigar smoked here on Flavor Odyssey and has a courteous and knowledgeable representative just waiting to help you have the best possible buying experience with over 600 of the world's finest brands to choose from within Florida's largest walk-in humidors. Drop by any one of their 11 brick-and-mortar locations or visit them online at SmokeIn.com. Solid. Solid. That one Solid. was very strong. <laughs> that was very strong. Smooth. Uh, he had an espresso before the show. <laughs> <laughs> but was it was it an oh, espresso oh, martini? Not yet. Not yet. Yeah. That's that's it week two. Be. That's yeah. That's, that's week that's, two. That's, well, that's well, right, skipping ahead. Premium Why ahead? time for the premium. Right. See, yeah. Robbie, earlier <laughs> in the show when we were talking about how we were going to go premium, you were like, "Oh, I only do it the regular way. I only do it the official way." And then you, I had just lime. follow the rules. You, and and I had then lime. you had lime. Until and you like don't said, anymore. Yeah, it's my rule. I can, okay. I can do what I want to do. <laughs> All right, as I, as I do see some... Oh, sorry. Oh, I, uh, sorry. Just real quick. As I do see some pairings coming through, please make sure that you're yeah. uh, dropping a hashtags pairing. If you were able to get your hands on uh, this beautiful Jack Daniels and Coke RTD, let us know what you guys are pairing with. Let us know how it's going. We're going to do a, a audience otter segment at the end we gotta get some of those stickers out by the way have you got any of those out yet rob no no okay all right uh jordan what what were you about to say my friend uh i think the ratio is weak ratio is weak yeah like yeah uh what what i think what do you you guys think it would normally be like a two to one a three to one four to one well, as you guys know, I, I, I believe in doing like three ounces of base alcohol to like a six ounce of mixer mix in like basically any cocktail that, that I mix at home. So I go like a, what, what, what is that? Like a 50-50 mixer. <laughs> so no, no, one to one. Yeah, yeah. I like to try and go, uh, no, no, I guess it's a two to one. Yeah, I do six ounces of mixer to three ounces. So two to one. I think the, the, the ratio being weak was a given. I mean, we knew this. Yes. Was, that was good. This seven percent. Four or five to one, I would say. Like, Correct. You barely taste. Yeah, at seven percent. Yeah, well, at, just at think, least. Of, think of it like this. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I've, I've done the calculations. Depending on how you make your cocktails, and I've seen recipes, and depending on on how comfortable you are, like pushing the the limits of uh, 
of, of your consumption of alcohol on a, on a nightly basis. Um, and I don't expect everybody as comfortable with that as I am, but uh, you're looking at like a 20% to a 30% um, uh, drink typically in a, in a yeah, mixed cocktail. At least, at least I would think. Yeah. And, and let's also be honest. Like if you're making, <clears throat> if you're making a Jack and Coke, you're not getting out your measuring tools and like, no. oh, I'm gonna pour. Yeah. You so just this go like this. You're, you're not. Yeah, you're just, <laughs> you you pour like you, you put the glass. You get the glass. You get the ice. You fill it up to about here with Jack, and then the rest with Coke. And then right. if it's right. too much, you know whatever. Then you pour more you Coke know, and whatever. We used to <laughs> say like back when I drank a lot of Jack and Coke in college, we always used to say that it was Jack and Co. Hold the K E. Yeah, oh, because it. that was then you knew it was a good mix. If it was about the color of iced tea, then you knew you had it right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair wow. enough. And so, yeah. So going into this, I mean, obviously the 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 proportions, you know, we're going to be this. This is probably what it would taste like if you did one shot to. I don't know one one to six six yeah it's like, of coke, like yeah six to one. it's like five, yeah what one ounce to six to eight ounces of coke yeah exactly yeah. so it, it's like I said it does <clears throat> the flavor is not bad for what it is right but um, yeah you it, do get you do get some whiskey flavor there. in there is like it? it's yeah. it's there yeah and uh, just to go back and touch on the pairings just a little bit before we get into to Eric's experiment here uh, just a reminder to the audience I'm smoking the red meat lovers. Uh, that was gifted to me in a recent uh, bomb from our good friend Steve Toth. Uh, hooked it up with uh, with some cigars and uh, some eucalyptus tea, Randy. So now we don't, uh, and I think you got some too. Yeah, we have, there's no, uh, although that is the kind of stuff you're supposed to drink when you have a cold. Go ahead. Coat. <laughs> uh, yeah, but, go ahead. Uh, okay, Steve has, has been pushing us to do a eucalyptus tea pairing segment so hard, and we've dropped the ball so long. He was like, I will literally provide the tea. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, so that's that's where the cigar we came love you, from. Steve. And and the, the the I will say this, and I don't want to get too hyperbolic with this because let's be honest with what this pairing is. Um, the richness from the cigar. This is a pretty rich cigar. Rich yeah. earth, oh, yeah. a lot of very spice. Savory, yeah. Very good cigar. That's kind of got a salty component going to it too. Um, I, I, I definitely dig it, but it is bringing out some richness, I think in the beverage itself. So it's, mm. you're getting a bit more of that. Uh, I think it's, it's adding to that, uh, kind of whiskey flavor. That's really kind of at the bottom of the flavor profile of what you're getting here. You get that sweet, you get those cola notes and then eh, underneath you get a little bit of, Hey, that could be whiskey if you squint hard enough. Uh, <clears throat> but, uh, I think some of the richness of the cigar is, is bolstering that a little bit. So, it's you know it's not terrible, it's not it's not terrible wow. at all. Wow, you you were saying such nice things and then you finished with a. I mean, it doesn't totally suck. <laughs> yeah, I had, to, I had to bring it back. Like like I said, I don't want to I don't want to overstate this. Yeah, but yeah. like like honestly, if we were the the time if you're I can see boat on the lake and yeah, just I was hanging say, out. Yeah. Would yeah. you would you hate it if someone handed you one of no, these? No, not at all. I was thinking like if we were if we had like a dojo beach outing, we had like a campfire going on the totally. beach. Totally. Uh, Jordan's playing a ukulele or some shit. Mm, yeah, I, I see it. We could crack a couple <laughs> of these open and, now, and smoke this cigar. I mean, I would do it, but like I've never had a Jack and Coke not on ice before. I think just same like similar to like uh, yeah. soda itself. Usually you'd we'll have try. like a, at a ball game like on ice, like it. I, it seems yeah. weird to drink it out of the can. I don't know. Well, I mean, we all have a can. I, I try it. I, I accept it. I, again, Mine's at 7%. <laughs> well, this, this, is, 
This is very drinkable. The, the only thing off-putting about this is the sweetness of the Coke. And I'm not a soda yeah. drinker, so any any soda it's, in front of me, I'm going to find a little bit hard to drink, uh, not on ice. But right. if you're a soda drinker, I, I, this this is just, a, a, you know, a, a juiced up. It's a... It's a um, what do we call it? A, a, a leaded or unleaded? Dirty. It's a, it's it's a leaded it's, version it's a dirty of coke. your of your coke. Uh, no, yeah, I, I think it's you got to keep in mind everybody. You know, no no one's saying that like you should invite friends over for a nice dinner and a nice evening and hand these out as uh, as as your primary beverage. But there is a well, it depends clearly, on what you're cooking. But yeah, sure, but, but there's a time and a place uh, for, uh, for for these kind of things, and, sure. and I think if it, it yeah. fits it well. And, and now I I. I as you guys will see as we get into further episodes of this segment, um, we will go no- nowhere but up from here when it comes to a, a quality and, and, and a flavor uh, profile standpoint. So this is this is kind of like where you start at the bottom. We didn't want to go all the way down to the high noon uh, vodka yeah. grapefruit and, and have you guys drinking basically just a seltzer. Um, so this is elevated from that. And, and again, you know, you know, time and a place. And, and, and I, I totally agree with you, Robbie. Like, this is a better experience than I would have imagined as right. uh, neither Jack nor Coke never find their way onto my grocery bill. Um, and and so, like, like from, from that standpoint, this is a perfectly acceptable, uh, you, you know, way to enjoy a, an, an adult beverage with, with your cigar. And uh, to your point, as, as you've already got into describing your pairing a bit, you know, for, for me, I, I'm actually experiencing some things that I, I wouldn't have expe- expected. I am getting a little bit more like cola notes from the cigar itself and from, from the Liga Provada number nine. I think the Matafina uh, Brazilian kind of spicy notes are, are actually amplified a little bit more where, where I usually get more of that espresso and earthy character from the broadleaf. Uh, I, I actually feel like the, the sodas um, helping to kind of enhance the, um, the Brazilian tobacco a little bit more more than the broadleaf and uh the sweetness is kind of covering uh, and masking some, some of that earthly muskiness that i'm used to from this cigar and and the spice is you know prominent still you know it's it's still giving me a great experience with the cigar so uh so far the pairing is working quite well for me um again you know we're doing this all with the asterisks of like this isn't the, the drink yeah, that any can, of us would yeah, like normally that, like gravitate to but <laughs> i think that's again just like the, the 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 portions i think that's a given um with that it's you know it's we're, we're we're doing it for science it's for science randy science! and as we and uh, as as we <laughs> and as we and as we move uh, further down this segment thank you jordan that was fantastic uh the pinkies will come further and further out uh, as we uh, as we um, uh, venture down this hole, so Randy, I want to ask you a question, and this isn't this isn't me challenging you, and it's going to sound like it is, but I'm just curious because we say th- we no we say these kinds of things a lot, and I said something earlier uh, akin to the same thing, and I'm curious if your answer to this is the same as mine. So when you were talking about it, you said, well, now I'm starting to get some cola notes out of the cigar. How do you know? That when you're talking about and you're experiencing those flavors, that it is actually mm-hmm. coming from the cigar and not from the drink. Well, no, it's it's a great point, and and obviously that there is a blurred line there. Is there's still some flavor components adhering to the insides of our mouth, to, to our palate, right. to the roof of our, our mouth. But as the as a smoke hits my palate, it kind of reignites 
those flavor components that to your point are probably already in there from the drink, but I'm not noticing it as there's nothing in my mouth, but air in my tongue. I'm not noticing that colaness, but as I take a draw from the cigar, all of a sudden they're mixing together more. Um, and, and, and so you, you're really getting more the, um, the appearance or, or, or the, the experience that it's coming from the cigar when clearly it's obviously more just kind of a residual residue that's already in your mouth and but but they interact they clearly right. interact and 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 are, are like kind of bringing it back to life on the palate yeah no that's perfect and that's I'm, I'm i feel like we've we've kind of gotten so caught up in the competition side of things that we've gotten away from really talking about flavor experience and and really where we're you know where we're getting some of these flavors mm. from what is like what when you say oh it tastes like uh you know whatever it tastes like uh, chocolate souffle or, or whatever, you know, some of the, you know, the fluffy things that we'll say. Um, and I, I was just curious, you know, your thought behind that. Because to me, it's kind of the same thing, right? Like those flavors are still there. They're going to mingle whether you have, whether mm-hmm. you just took a puff of the cigar or you're just taking a sip of the drink. Um, to me, it's the same kind of thing. Like if I take a sip of this drink right now, it's going to taste one way. If I take a puff of the cigar and then I take another sip of the drink, I know I'm going to taste more of that richness because it's some of that residual from the cigar. So it's, right. it's the, uh, we're, we're, we're experiencing it the same way. Uh, but I just kind of wanted to articulate that because uh, I feel like we've gotten away from some of the nuance of, uh, of actual flavor uh, over, the last, um, over the last few years of the show. So saw an opportunity to bring that back. I uh, oh, felt like it. that was a, a good little talking point. Eric. Give yes. us an update on your um, on your uh, your like Ferrari of the uh, of the right. whiskey of the whiskey and Coke uh, pairing. So uh, just to remind folks what I what I did second uh, from from having the RTD was I took a high end bourbon, which in this case is the uh, McKenna, Ooh. and I made my own um, version of this with an actual uh, Coca Cola. And I gotta say, like it's not a really any better. Um, <clears throat> may, maybe not even as good. Are you I, sure you did the ratio right? Uh, maybe not. I don't know. I've been trying to mess with it as the show's been going on. I've been like, you know, pouring back and forth and stuff. But uh, one thing is, it's definitely not as sweet. Okay. Mm. So there's a little bit more of the um, there's a little bit more of a uh, bite to this one. Um, now you guys in the studio did this as well. Did you? Are you feeling the same way that I am feeling that it maybe it isn't like I expected it to be a lot better? Well, it's one of those where I think we all know what like a whiskey coke is. I mean, and it's you know, for lack of a better term, kind of a poor man's cocktail. So I mean, personally, I thought we did uh, Old Forester 100 with Coca Cola mm-hmm. for our comparison. I thought it was better, but it also depends because if the mix isn't right, it gets a lot worse real quick. True. Yeah, I, I, I Matt, you, I know you have something, Matt. Want, Matt, you want to say? Go ahead. I, I actually am with you. I, I did not think it was that much better. Right. <laughs> I, I've been trying to tweak it to make it better. Once the ice melted some more, it was a little bit better, but overall, it's not that much better. I agree. Like once the ice started to melt, I felt like it was a little bit better. I did mine um, with new riff. And it's a thousand nice. times better. Oh, okay. <laughs> Jordan, has a different, Jordan has a different experience. This is 110 proof, perfect proof. Um, this, is, you know, now all of a sudden this is a cocktail. Like this is like a serious cocktail. This thing's got body. Um, it's not cloyingly sweet anymore. It's still got mm-hmm. that sweetness, but like it's well rounded. This is an actual cocktail now. 
Right. Why, do I, why do I? Why do I feel like it, Jordan's just drinking bourbon with like a <laughs> yeah, splash of yeah. Coke for color? There's the color. For <laughs> he, he got he got his little dropper out. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's a whiskey Done. Coke. It's a whiskey. Yeah. <laughs> Mixed perfectly. But you know what? But, but Rob, Rob, that actually does bring up a good point in that. Um, with when you do it this way, obviously, then you get to tailor it to your taste. Whereas with yeah, the RTG, sure. you're sure. stuck with whatever comes out of the can. So, but it, it also kind of re- reaffirms the point that Randy was making that like this is a pretty damn good substitution for yeah. what it is. Yeah, it um, is. And it's kind of what I said at the beginning. I was surprised at how much this reminded me of a Jack and Coke. Uh, and that's don't I mean, do it. Don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> it was close. It was close. It's been too. Uh, it's been it, I mean, it, it conjures up conjures. those same flavors, um, you know, obviously a little bit, you know, sweeter, a little bit more mm. synthetic, I guess. Um, it's, uh, <clears throat> yeah, I, it's it would be like if you asked AI to create a Jack and Coke for you. It's not going to get it quite right, but it's going to be kind of close. And that's like kind of what it feels like. Uh, it's a analogy. good represent. It's a good representation of, of what a Jack and Coke should be. And again, these aren't. These are, aren't meant to be. Um, they're meant to be kind of slammed while you're on the boat or whatever, and you pull them out of right. the cooler, and right. you know the the mountains are blue because it's frozen practically, and you just you just drink the damn thing. Yeah, um, well, yeah when you need a road soda, and <laughs> the, the reality is you're you're in the back seat, and, and, and you want to just keep the the party going, and it's going to be twenty minutes till you get to the next party. This is, it yeah, works. That's the way to go because usually, like my dad was saying earlier, the ideal situation for one of these RTDs is you're at an Airbnb. You don't want to yeah. build a whole bar. But right. that's the problem with this specific drink is like you could easily buy some Coke and some whiskey. Like you could make this. Sure. There's almost no reason to do that for this drink. But, yeah, but no, no. Like, yeah, the, the pina colada uh, analogy was much more that's apt. Fair. For, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's fair. This is easier. This is just two bottles, right? If you if you want to if you want to and you just buy some cokes and you know maybe these the kids are drinking those or whatever and you guys can exactly. make your own thing. So if we were doing if you know we're at Vegas uh, next year for PCA, uh, are we buying are we buying these to have? No, but we might buy I mean, some those, of the mai tais. I, I was say not those specifically, but maybe. Yeah, little, little, little something that looks like this. Yeah, that's a little teaser for uh, for what's coming up. But Mike uh, Harvey says yeah. uh, saline time. Anybody oh, yeah. add saline to theirs? Oh, great point. Great nope. point. I, I, did I didn't. I didn't doctor this, but but here's another great point. You know, we talk all the time. You know, there's been so many beverages that have come out that people will um, um, immediately uh, say, "Oh, you know, those are great. You can just add a, a shot of vodka to it." Or, you know, and you're, you're perfectly capable of, of doctoring this up, you know, as, as Rob's added a, a little bit of uh, lime to his. Highly if you, if you had, by the way. Yeah, if you, you had a little saline that you happened to travel with a dropper bottle, why wouldn't you, right? <laughs> so, so, so you go a Pull little lime, a little saline. cocktail utility belt. <laughs> yeah, yeah ex- ex- exactly. Right next, so, the, uh, right next to your boomerang. Just, just, <laughs> just, 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 just drip <laughs> some sweat in there and you'll be fine. That's, <laughs> God, that's I wonder what the percent uh, salt uh, uh, solution would be in, in human sweat. I think the, the one, the, the one of these RTDs. I'm just going to pretend like that never came up. The one of these RTDs that is that works that we've had that works the best, I think, for and is ready to be doctored up is that Cutwater uh, Bloody Mary. That's a really good base 
uh, Bloody Mary for what it is. You add some, uh, you get a little cheeseburger, you throw that in there, a slice of pizza, you know, a couple of different things in there, and you're working with a pretty decent little cocktail. Um, all right, let's, uh, we got some audience. Yeah, so we, let's do it. How do we do this? Do we, do we do, I don't remember, do we do our scores first and then the audience? Or then we well, people the are already voting. Us. People are voting. Um, do you guys, okay. uh, well, we'll um, you guys might as well, um, Let's just uh, do our thumbs up. Do you want to do the audience pairings now, or do you want to do their thumbs up and thumbs down right now? Well, it, you know. You usually um, do the audience pairings. Let's yeah, do the audience pairings. I love that. Everyone forgets the template of the show. You questioned me at the beginning, and now I don't know. I got up and down. I don't know what's going on. I got lime in my drink. I don't know what the hell's happening. <laughs> We're going over to the audience pairings, boys. Uh, audience pairings. Audience pairings. There you go. That's what I was waiting for. That's the one. Stephen Moses has uh, Hoya Black with the Jack oh. and Coke, getting some nice earth and oh, dark like fruits it. and a hint of chocolate on the retrohale. The yeah. Jack and Coke's a little too sweet, but the spicy cola flavor is pairing nicely. Thumbs up over here. It's good. We've got Randy Harrison doing blackened M81 with the RTD. Ooh. The cigar and Coke are complementing each other very well uh, with the cinnamon and chocolate notes. She's good. She, she, knows, she knows where the bread's buttered, too. You know? Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> well done, Randy. Pick up your... Blackened M181 at Smoke In. Uh, Kevin O'Connor, it's <laughs> got the Jack and Coke with the Ventura Archetype Axis Mundi Maduro. Notes oh. of earth, black pepper, chocolate, coffee, and plum raisin. Uh, the pairings bring out a lot of vanilla creaminess to the cigar. Nice. Haven't heard that cigar being brought up in a while. Yeah, um, right. We've got Bill Powers doing the RTD with warped La Hacienda to encompass warped mm. Wednesday. Uh, drink huh. is definitely too sweet and certainly made yeah. it tastier with the addition of a little extra whiskey. Yep. Uh, the Corojo mm. and the rest of the Agonorsa selection, selected tobacco is pairing well. Yeah. Haven't heard that I, cigar I, being brought up in a no, while. I, I was going to say, I, yeah, I can't believe you went La Hacienda. That, that has always been one of my favorite uh, warped. I, I, I absolutely, you, you can tell when, when they mention what cigar they're pairing, where the sweetness is uh kind of conflicting with the pairing where mm. like the it sounds like the darker and richer that you go the the less offensive the sweetness tends to mm. be yeah totally. uh, yeah i would agree uh nathan stewart is the last one him and his dad are doing the jack and coke zero version with the camacho mm -hmm. broadleaf uh the cigar and the mm -hmm. drink are fantastic by themselves but the combo is just amazingly terrible <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, yikes. I, I was reading that on the fly like where's going with this uh the cigars make amazingly the terrible <laughs> <laughs> the cigar is making the drink more flat and the drink erases all the great finish of the cigar uh, never had a nullifying pairing. Honestly, it's a little weird. Uh, J Joshua Rivas just posted one. Jordan, you can throw his up there. Josh Rivas just posted one. Uh, he's got a Fratello Rosso. Uh, the cigar has grass, nuts, earth, and pepper, which is over overpowering the sweet caramel cola and the Jack Ooh. Essence. Uh, the pairing mm -hmm. is clashing, but I'd try the drink again. All right. Mm -hmm. What do you boys think? I, yeah, I, I, Randy, why don't you go first? I, I was going to say, I, I, and I know this is becoming redundant of how impressive uh, our audience is and, and you guys' ability to, to uh, really, really put vocabulary to this. So, so uh, kudos to all of you. Thanks for pairing along. It's, it's always fun that we get to do this together with you guys. Um, so, so well done by everybody. Thanks for playing along. Uh, and like I said, I think I learned by, by listening to those as, as we went through those. The, the folks with the lighter cigars, that La Hacienda being, I, I believe, the lightest um, is, is where 
where uh, my, my main man, Bill CD, uh, is, is noting that the sweetness just can't get past where, where Randy Harrison going all the way to the other end of the spectrum with that M81, uh, you know, Maduro magical mystical ride to uh, to, to darkness is, is finding some really great pairing notes and, and finding a lot of nice synergies uh, with the two. So uh, I, I think those were all fantastic. I think I have my uh, my vote, Robbie, if you want to comment and move is that forward. your vote randy harrison no, my, your vote? yeah i i i i think we're randy yeah randy harrison is my vote yeah i was kind of uh it's gonna be a coin flip for me between randy harrison and who was the first one was Moses. Moses. that that, that was Moses. my my number yeah two. those yeah, two yeah. the hoya black great choice yeah, yeah uh, and totally. the m81 great choice um just for uh just for s and g's i'm gonna go with uh the first one who was it again <laughs> steven moses Stephen Moses. I'm going to go with Stephen mm-hmm. Moses and let let, uh, let the audio, or let the uh, the boys back at home. George, what do you think? Uh, I was going with Randy Harrison. Mm-hmm. Uh, the second I heard that M81, that sounds yeah. dang tasty. I think Randy yeah. nailed this one. And I think yeah. maybe what we learned, Robbie, Randy, is that uh, a dark cigar, it oh, yeah. might be the way to go with this uh, drink, the uh, a Maduro, a deep, dark Maduro of some sort. Those guys sort of, uh, I think they might have nailed it. So yeah, I'm going to Randy, too. Randy, yeah. you, you, right, Ra- you get bragging winner. rights. Randy Harrison for the win. Well done, Randy. Thank you for uh, partaking. I love that. C- cinnamon and chocolate notes. I, I, I see that all day with that cigar and, and obviously uh, experiencing the drink. Uh, moving right back to our pairings, Robbie, I'm, I'm going to go with, you know, for, for me, I, I, hats off to you. I think the, the uh, Red Meat Lovers Club was a great selection. I'm... I really think I nailed it with the number nine. Like I said, I, I wouldn't have guessed this. Like I knew I, I was going to, I knew this was going to be a, a smart pairing, but th- that Brazilian tobacco jumping out at me, you know, I, I love the Modafina. I love the Brazilian, like uh, sweet and spicy uh, that, that I always kind of get with Brazilian tobacco that it was amplified so much. It really changes the cigar. So it really changes the experience of, of smoking a, a number nine, which, which I, I enjoy. I smoke a lot of number nines and uh, getting to like get a different perspective on the cigar and having a different uh you know element of the flavor profile that cigar kind of be amplified is is a really fun experience to kind of get a fresh and new uh flavor from something that i know well so uh this is a thumbs up for me yeah i i I like the the choice of the number nine um i went with the red meat lovers uh toro size i think it's a ribeye um i am enjoying this for reasons that i anticipated I wanted to go with something big, bold, spicy uh, to cut through some of that sweetness. What I was not expecting was what we talked about earlier was the richness kind of elevating some of those whiskey notes in the drink. Because like we talked about it, it's that's the whiskey's kind of you really got to look for it. It's some, like the silver lining on, a, on that cloud. You really got to want to see it sometimes. And for me, that richness really did bolster uh, that flavor and bring it a bit more to the forefront because um, I did have some of this before I started, and it's that that uh, that flavor was a little bit thin, uh, which again to be expected given the the uh, ABV that we're talking about here. So we're expecting a pretty thin ratio, but uh, yeah, I wasn't anticipating that. And there's you know there's the kind of a salty vibe to this cigar mm-hmm. as well, which just makes everything kind of pop a little bit more. Makes me wish that I did put a little bit of saline in the drink. Uh, then we might be on a, a whole different level here. Um, yeah, super fun pairing. Uh, fantastic cigar. So thank you to Steve Toth for sending this one my way. Uh, I think this is the second or third time I've had this cigar. And it just keeps getting better every time I have it. 
freaking Steve Saka, man. He can, dude can blend a cigar. Um, again, you can find these at smokein.com. Uh, yeah, thumbs up for me. Are you? Boom. Bam. Look at that thumb, Look at that thumb go. Bam. Look at that mm-hmm. thumb go. Just All right, uh, but before you announce the winners, you want to go through and announce the next shows first? and sure, end yeah, with the, let's do the, it. The, yeah. uh, People are going to want to know what they got to get their hands on. So, so. All right. So, uh, so I'm going to just tell you guys real quick. These are the trends that we're going to be covering, and then I'll give you guys some examples. What I show you on the screen are props. These are not necessarily exactly what we're going to be pairing, but they are examples, and you can hit me up, and I can help kind of guide you. Um, but we're going to go to the other end of the spectrum, the next uh trend that we're going to is high abv and this subsection that is developed in rtd which we in the industry call rts ready to serve a little bit higher abv then you're going to want to go just straight out of the bottle and so as i already showed the on the rocks brand is on fire uh this you can find at most uh uh, alcohol retailers uh, go in right now. Uh, Whole Foods has has these. I would recommend Whole Foods uh, for a lot of these. They're going to have um, some of, some mm, of the kind cool. of bougier options in the RTD. So uh, on the rocks, uh, these guys did a great job. It's actually Effin Vodka that um, that started this brand, and they partnered with other really recognizable and renowned brands um, to partner with. So the uh, the old fashioned. Comes in at 35% ABV, and it wow. is made with Knob Creek bourbon. They also have uh, an espresso martini at 20% alcohol. That, um, as I said, the the actual company that owns On the Rocks is Effin Vodka, and this um, this espresso martini is made with Effin Vodka. Um, it is super espresso y again, 20% ABV. So this is something that we're going to definitely pour over the rocks, uh, next week when we cover, um, the, the ready to serve, uh, high ABV is what we're looking for, for next week's pairings. Um, and so what we're going to do, because we're, we're covering trends, uh, same way we did with beer, you know, go find one that's uh, locally available to you. You don't have to choose on the rocks. Um, there there's bullet also has, uh, uh, 35% uh, old-fashioned. Um, th- there's a handful of brands that you're going to be able to find uh, at uh, so premium retailers. So it's not a retailers. specific like cocktail. It's just the style. Yeah, high ABV, ready to drink. So so if it says something like this, old-fashioned, ready to go, just open the, the bottle and pour it, that's what we're looking for for next week's trend. Boom. Clear? Like 15, okay. 15 the cool thing about 25% somewhere around there? Anywhere from 20 to 35 is what you're typically going to find. Oh, that high, find. okay. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the old the fashions cool, are all going to be at 35%. Wow. The cool thing about OTR is uh, on the rocks, uh, the, otter. their commercials, they've got an otter that's serving those drinks. Uh, it's funny because Randy was asking me about these. I was like, yeah, I've never heard of that before. And then I went to their website and I saw the otter. I was like, oh, yeah, I've seen those commercials yeah. before. Yeah, yeah there's so commercials on ESPN and everything yeah, else. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right, so after that, then then we're going to get into something. This is going to be a little bit trickier. Uh, these next two is why I say Whole Foods, if you, if you can make it, they are definitely going to carry both of these. Again, th- you guys are on the cutting edge following Flavor Odyssey. We, th- these are trends that are up and coming. This is going to be a much bigger segment over the next 12 to 18 months than it is today. So some of this might be a little bit trickier to find, but Whole Foods should, should treat you well. Wine-based ready-to-drink cocktails. 
Okay, what I have here is Craftwell uh, cocktails. This is a strawberry margarita. I've got a peach mojito. These guys gave me crap about these. that They don't, wouldn't want to drink either of these, uh, but they have a whole line of them. They have a blueberry cosmopolitan. They have a pineapple margarita. Uh, there's a whole ser series of them, but they're wine-based. And so as, as you guys should know at this point, if you follow along with the show, a wine-based really is just uh, another way of saying juice-based. So as I started the show, I talked about how uh, some of the cheaper stuff, the, the seltzers and whatnot, that's sugar fermented into alcohol and rtds is really going to typically using a base real spirit a wine base is using juice fermented out to get that alcohol base uh so craftwell at least it comes in at 10 and a half percent alcohol so a little bit more umph uh, a little lower in carbonation but they're they're using apple juice as the base these guys are using tannins um, for, the, for the margarita versions, they're actually putting agave in. They're really trying to manufacture the flavor that you might get uh, if they actually had used tequila. The reason for this trend to be growing the way it is is because of the way licensing is done in alcohol for retailers. Uh, you'll find a lot of you know, bars that have, you know, if, if, if they have Jack Daniels, they have a spirit license. A lot of places only have a beer and wine license. If, if you are working with a wine-based ready to drink cocktail. This can be sold to a retailer that only has a beer and wine license. So this could be carried at your local tap room brewery. If they wanted to have something kind of, kind of unique for, for someone that's a guest of someone else that likes breweries, but they're not much of a beer person, this is a great option for them to have at the beer and have something that their license allows them to, to carry at a little bit higher ABV, also giving that cocktail uh, experience. So wine-based cocktails is gonna be the next trend after high ABV. And then we're going to finish the segment with where we all, let's be honest, really like to live in the land of bouginess over at Robbie Raz's house and bar. Uh, and that's going to be your ultra premiums. Uh, the premiumization of uh, ready to drink cocktails is the next big trend that we're going to see a lot of, uh, uh, of companies come into where they say we want to do something a little bit more refined, a little bit more unique, a little bit closer to that true at home, you mixed it from real high quality ingredients. This, uh, what I have in my hand here, this is the Death & Co. Uh, RTD line. Uh, the one I have in my hand is called uh, Aurora Highball. They use Woody Creek Vodka from Colorado, pear brandy, sake, green tea, and mint. And man, when, when I, when, yeah, when I tell you mint, I mean, they are literally teabagging real mint leaves into the distillate, the distillate rather than simply using a mint flavoring. Um, and so, you, you know, and, and again, Whole Foods is going to have at least four to five different options of this super high premium. You're usually going to find these in a smaller package at a pretty high price point. These, these are going to be on the shelf for $4.99 to $5.99 for this is a 6.78 ounce can you'll find them even smaller you'll find a a little um these little like six ounce cans that that are higher abv but but are using really traditional like real ingredients rather than just simply uh flavorings and so um so just to run back through those we're, we're gonna next on our next show cover high abv rtds wine-based rtds and then premium rtds you you and, and you'll be able to tell it's premium pretty much from the price really but um but just reading the ingredients you know they, they'll they'll brag pretty hard it's gotta say, if, like you can't understand you can only understand one of the ingredients if it's going to be that premium you know everything on yeah. there has got to be something you don't know what it is 
really, something really cool that we don't even know about. Yeah, I, 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 I'm going to go ahead and send out. So uh, at, at the distributor that I work for, uh, we, we carry this Death & Co. brand. If you're not familiar with Death & Co., check out the show. Uh, we'll go into a l- little bit more uh, uh, deep dive on the bar and, and, and this brand in general. But but uh, we'll, we'll be drinking, but I'm going to try and ship uh, the, the, uh, the rest of, of the team here. is going to be their Ranger Buck. Uh, it's using the Woody Creek bourbon. They use birch. Um, and, and I mean, we're talking about like the, the, it's the same ingredients that you would use at, at, in your home bar. So it's uh, a, a much more elevated experience uh, with the drinks. And that's another one of the ways you can kind of identify a more premium product is, is when they're actually naming the uh, the sure. company and the distillery that they're getting the, the spirit from. Other, otherwise, you, you could pretty much assume that you're using bulk spirit um, that isn't necessarily branded, that just kind of fits the bill and checks the box on, on uh, spirit-based cocktails. Is this the first time you've had all the whole segment laid out, ready to go, announced on? You know, for the whole it, prob- it, it probably is. I, I, I knew this one was going to be a little bit tricky and I was going to take some some grief about it. like, ah, Randy picked all this stuff I couldn't find. Now you have no excuses. you got a few weeks to, to, uh, to hunt these down. Uh, we, we've got, you know, through the holidays, we're, we're unfortunately going to miss a couple shows. So you've got even more time than you realize yet until we uh, announce our upcoming schedule. Uh, but uh, but yeah, I, I'm super excited about these again. This is a, a, a growing, one of the fastest growing uh, segments. Uh, there, there's other trends going on that, that I looked at that will probably uh, hook up a, a, a wild card for, you know, spicy uh, RTDs where, where you're getting uh, the, the bloody um, Maria's, you're getting the, the spicy um the spicy Mai Tais mm-hmm. uh, where, where you're getting a little bit of Serrano uh, pepper or whatnot. And then uh, obviously, you, you know, we continue to say every time we talk about cocktails that agave based mm-hmm. drinks are, are really the fastest growing uh, spirit based and cocktails in, in America today. So you're going to find a lot of tequila based agave based, um, you know, variations on margaritas and whatnot. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I, I'm excited about these four uh, and these next three specifically as we get into a more premium uh, portion of the segment. Beautiful. Thank you for lining that out for us, Randy. Uh, and yeah, Jordan, thank you for pointing that out. That's We don't do that nearly as often as we should. Um, and uh, thank you for pointing out our, our shortcomings. We you guys want to see how these uh, votes went? Ooh, let's yeah, do let's it. check out the votes. Let's take a look here. I think we have a split vote. It was pretty tight. It was a split vote. Pretty stinking tight, and it was something like this. Oh, Ooh. man. Look at that, Randy. I eat, I eat out the win. Randy ekes out to 52 to 48, but I got to tell you guys, uh, Rob, you lost on Facebook, but you won on YouTube. Wow. So that's tight. how it's, it came down. I feel like YouTube understands me. <laughs> uh, no, this I, I, it's you know we we picked uh, pretty similar cigars, uh, Randy. I mean we we had pretty similar experiences. Um, so yeah, I, I'm I'm glad, frankly, that the vote was that close. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I mean it should yeah, be no, based on what we were what we were trying to Both achieve. Good so, yeah. yeah, yeah, good yeah, win, uh, good absolutely. win. All right. Well, fantastic. Thank you for your votes, everybody. Uh, <laughs> as always, I appreciate it. I, I, I'm going to just assume, Robbie, that like, a couple of people were like, well, clearly Randy did more work on this segment than Robbie did. So, like, I got the, like, like the empathetic, like... Yeah, he, you may be right. He, he, he's the one with the props. So, I, I think I, I think that's why I wanted to show those before the vote, because I was like, I, I'm going to get a couple oh, of votes I've, for I've, the props. I've got props. I mean, 
I got this. I got this. Right. This little. I, I always like yeah. to show this yeah, one yeah. off. You've got your severed <laughs> wife's arm. Yeah, yeah. We are. We already covered your. Yeah, your I, got a little, I got. I got this one over here. Just there's little props that I keep on my desk. You know. Ooh. Too late now. It's too late now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Hold on, hold on. You can't pander there's, now. The vote's this in. Be the, this, this is the best one here. This, this nice. Is good. Uh, <laughs> all right, all right. Let's move forward, uh, boys. What's cracking on uh, Smoke Night Live this Friday? All right, boys, uh, Robbie, Randy, you guys both know the famous memes that you see on on Twitter and on Facebook where you might see like uh, three very, very similar sports uh, figures. Let's say it's uh, Dominic Taylor Koshik, Swift, uh, oh, Patrick Waugh, and Martin Brodeur. And then the question is, who? who would you start? Who would you bench? Who would you cut, right? Right. And so we have a, uh, a similar version of the show, but it's about cigars. And um, it's basically smoke, stash, or trash. And this week's uh, guest is Alex Tavella from Smoke In. And we'll be presenting him with uh, – we, we did the show a few, I don't know, maybe a year ago or so with uh, Coop. And it was really fun where we just present him with three kind of similar cigars. Like there's no easy answer to that. And he has to decide would I smoke it. Would I stash it or would I trash it? And also, you guys, Wagashi, our cigar Woo! with Steve Saka is coming up. And we're going to be talking about the event that we're going to be doing in uh, Boynton Beach. Jordan and I will be down there November 10th. That's when Wagashi really starts to Wagashi. hit. Now, I know if you guys have uh, pre-ordered it, the actual orders are just around the corner. This cigar is 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 coming out. So we're going to be talking about about the event that we're going to be doing November 10th as well. Also, not only that, but the uh, tickets for The Great Smoke are, are coming on sale too, so we'll talk a little bit about that as well. So it's going to be a big, big show. We're going to have a ton of fun on Friday night with Smoke, Stash, or Trash. Beautiful. That's I love awesome. It. Yeah, I'm so glad that you gave me a reminder because I think I still owe like $1,000 for all the Wagashis that I pre-ordered. Uh, so so I, I, I better make sure that uh, I've got those. Um, there, just uh, just a couple questions. Uh, Randy Harrison, it doesn't matter what RTS ready to serve that you choose. If you uh, find on the rocks, great. If you find something else, like I said, bullet is pretty easy to find. They have a couple different ones. Anything uh, 20% or above, let's call it, is, is going to fit the bill. And it doesn't matter if you go with the Cosmopolitan, the Old Fashioned, the uh, the Espresso Martini. You're going to be in the spirit of the trend and the show. And then, nice. And, and, and then uh, if I can have uh, full screen real, real quick, intended. Jordan. Uh, this... Is the Flavor Odyssey Otter sticker that will be uh, shipping out? I'm gonna be working That's a on kiss some cut uh, sticker, kiss cut, uh, kiss cut. Kiss oh it. yeah, maybe, a kiss cut it, sticker because it's it's die cut, but it's actually on a backing. Is that why it's kiss cut? Right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah. It's so, a very so special. This, a special laser has to cut that so that you can peel it off, oh, and it doesn't really? cut the back. It only cuts the sticker part. I'll be damned, but but Science. yeah. To, to that point, when you pull the sticker off, it is in the it, in the outline of uh, our good friend. Uh, as, as we all remember, I had a hard time multiple <laughs> times saying saying brewery bus flavor Odyssey tour and flavor, flavor ottery keeps coming out of my mouth for some reason. So <laughs> we, we uh, need to name that guy. What's his name? He's the flavor Odyssey Otto. Otter. 
Otto. Oh, like Otto the like otter. I like that. Yeah. I had a Rocky the raccoon when I was a kid. It kind of has that vibe. Yeah. Right, 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 right. <laughs> it looks like looks like a Philip to me. I'm not really sure why. Um, but uh, yeah, I have some of those stickers. Come on, Robbie. Is that what it is? Carlos. It's Carlos. Yeah, I've got some of those stickers that I think I need to send out. Randy, you're going to have to tell me you have to send those to, and I will uh, someday get those out Did the he mail. just call himself the talent? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He he does it doesn't even. Oh yeah, he is the game. No, I missed oh, that one. Oh, I saw the greatest meme. I was, I was gonna say you guys like some, someone pitched that they should like announce the uh, sequel to Groundhog Day, but oh, they yeah. just re-release just the exact same movie. <laughs> Rob, you got to watch that movie again so you get my joke. I do. Anyways. It's been a while. It's been a minute since I've seen it. I don't imagine it's changed much, but I do no. need to watch it. Um, uh, yeah. So uh, next week we are going ready to serve. That's going to be a lot of fun. I'm going to go uh, scout some of those out this week and see what I can find. So, Randy, thanks for uh, putting that together for everybody. Uh, Randy, congratulations on the win. Uh, I know you don't get this very often, uh, so I, I want you to enjoy pretty it. pretty sure we're, like, split for the season, are we not? I, mean, I, I, I don't know. Than, it's close. I, I don't know. I don't think so. But, uh, um, it's yeah, it's, it's different than fantasy football. Uh, Randy, you, you win a lot in fantasy football for some reason. I'm not really. Maybe it's because you pick up a random kicker and get 28 points from him. I don't really know if that has anything to do with it or not. But I'm curious because like I'm playing Connor next week. Well, it's not and that close. Connor, it's 57 to 43 percent for the season. Yeah, Rob, that's close Robbie. enough. All right, you Connor, you, you got to lead on Connor. Connor, that. Connor. Yeah, I got Connor Rob's next week. Talking to you. Uh, and he's he's got he's struggling at two and five. Um, the Crystal Lake Killers are coming in at six and one, but it looks like uh, Connor's gonna he's projected to win. Oh yeah, and I'm gonna. I'm gonna <laughs> I like that. I like that. We, we, we will update all of you because I know you're on the edge of this edge of your seats to know how we're doing in our fantasy football league. Uh, thanks everybody for tuning in. We we'll back next Wednesday with uh, Ready to Serve. That's gonna be a lot of fun. Thanks, everybody. Have a great week. Stay safe. Stay healthy. Be kind to each other. It doesn't cost you anything. We'll see you next Wednesday as Odyssey continues.